This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. We got another great show today. It's your Saltwater Guide with another phenomenal podcast. As you can see, I got Marley right here with me, hanging out just above my shoulder. And we're ready for Promar Ahi USA Tuesday, gang. So thank you all for joining us on the show today. Thanks for all the love that we feel every day from all of you. And uh, we're fastly approaching a million subscribers here. We're at, we're just over 650,000. So should be well in close to a million by the end of this year. So thank you all very, very much. I am blown away. And then we got another live show tonight, hoop netting on Justin Botrell's boat. So don't miss that. Goes live around 6 o'clock Pacific Standard Time tonight. You don't want to miss that. We're averaging about 40,000 watched minutes a night. It's pretty incredible. Way more fun than watching kneel down sports, that's for sure. But today is Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. And uh, I was looking at some fish counts yesterday and i saw one of the landings posted 2400 sand dabs that's that's pretty good sand dab fishing if you ask me uh so we're going to show you a beautiful rig that promar ahi makes i'll bring it i'll show you guys this right here this is the sand dab rig with multiple hooks it's got uh how many hooks 12 hooks one odd hooks 80 pound line it's all ready to go. You just unsnap it, throw your sinker on there, and drop it down with the rest of the people on the boat and start catching sand dabs. This is made by Promar, so you don't have to tie a bunch of hooks or put a bunch of sabikis together. You got the Promar sand dab rig, the sabiki sand dab rig by Promar Ahi. Check this out. The QR code's up on the screen. Go to the Promar website. Put in the code YSWG number no just yswg and you'll save on these uh on the promar products and when you're in that store you'll be blown away by all the products that they have and that you use on a daily basis anyway so you might as well jump in there and save on the products that you're using every day anyway and we'll talk more about that as we get going here on the show and yes jeanette they do glow in the dark and brett nice to see you thanks for joining us that's those those gifts you gave Justin and uh, Rylan are absolutely spectacular. You do some magic with those carcasses. I'm pretty impressed. I wish we would have done that with Kelly's 18 and three quarter pound lobster instead of giving it to the aquarium of Long Beach. 
We should have ate that sucker because we ate the 15-pounder, and you know what it tasted like? It tasted exactly like lobster. Exactly. And I love listening to the people say, oh, don't, don't take the big ones. Throw those back. They don't taste good. I always say, tell me exactly where you threw them. We'll go get them. Every single lobster I've ever had tasted exactly like lobster. But that's just me. I know a lot of you think you're saving the planet Earth by throwing back legal lobsters. I'm just here to tell you you're not. Another thing I want, I'm going to throw this out a lot because I just think it's kind of funny. When you think about this and i'm i'm not a political man i i try to stay away from that but think about this when you're thinking about global warming think about this just think about this one thing and i'm going to leave that alone the grand canyon all right that's it just think about that and your global warming and and i'll leave that alone so just think about that gang we're under how did that get quoted to me? Looks like the crazies are at it again. Uh, it just never ceases to amaze me. This article that just came out in the Orange County Register has a lot to do with all of you. Those of you in Florida, New York, Australia, I don't care where you are. The last thing they want us to do on the planet Earth is fish. Anywhere. And uh, they're coming after us and they're coming after us on a daily basis from every direction you can possibly imagine. Even though the United States of America is the largest consumer of seafood in the world, bar none, I'm just telling you, bar none, no one eats as much seafood as the United States of America. But we're not allowed to catch our seafood So the only seafood we're allowed to eat is unsustainable seafood caught from other countries. It just (laughs) absolutely, I just want to go and talk to these people and just try to understand where they're coming from. Because gang, go to Walmart, go to Costco, go to a, go, go any other place than a local seafood market and look at the, Billions of pounds of seafood they have inside of these uh, chain stores, Costco's, Walmart's, and uh, look at the packaging. This seafood does not come from America. It comes from foreign countries that don't practice sustainable fishing in any way, shape, or form. And then you got these people talking out of the left side of their face saying we have to fish sustainably because we got to save the planet. And then on the other side, out of the right side of their mouth, they're saying, oh, look at all these nice shrimp I just got at Costco. Way cheaper than the shrimp at Tunaville Market and Grocery. Yeah, because Tommy's shrimp come from America and the garbage you're buying at Costco are coming from God only knows where, from some sewer pond. Gang, it's absolutely amazing. But I'm just saying that because I need to... This article, unfortunately, they put my sister's face right on the front of it. And and they make it look like she's all for this. But this is the lion media, once again, trying to manipulate your thought process. They want to close. Gang, you don't understand. When we were, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place. Let me slow down. 
The MLP, the Marine Life Protection Act, closed a third of the California coastline to fishing. And uh, they they lied to us at that time, and they said they were going to assess it five years after the fact, and they were going to let us know if they would leave it open or leave it closed. Well, they waited for eight years before they did the first assessment with absolutely 0.0 science. And I was drug around to all the meetings like all of us were because we were told that there was a chance they were going to open it. And so like uh, Bill, um, Bill was talking about last week how uh, the people that are going to the meeting, the MLP meetings were getting paid while we were just donating our time. The people that were all for the closures got paid to be there. We didn't get paid to be there. We took time out of our busy lives, fishing for a living and away from our families to go into these meetings to try to get us so that we could be able to fish these areas. And uh, finally, I just couldn't take it anymore. And I stood up in the middle of one of the meetings. I just said, enough, 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 enough. I'm not waiting my turn. I've had it. I'm not, I'm not that guy. I'm not going to stand here and wait for my turn to talk. I got up and I disrupted the meeting. Oh, and I got a spanking. But I asked the question, are you, the only thing we all wanted to know, are you going to reopen these areas that you closed with the MLPs, which you promised us you were going to reevaluate and you were going to open them. And they started their baloney rigmarole talking around the question. And I said, nope, nope, nope. That's not what I asked. I said, are you going to open these again? That's what all we wanted to know. Are you going to open these areas up? And the man finally the guy that was in charge of the meeting finally had to answer the question. You know how they love to talk around a question. You can't get one politician to answer one damn question. They had to talk around it. And finally he said, no, we're never going to open these MLPs up again. As long as there's structure in the MLPs, because we're protecting the structure. That was the first time that any of us had gotten the truth at one of these meetings. We got true truth. And that's when I threw my hands up in the air and I went, I got to get out of here. I got to go take care of my family. I can't keep going to these meetings and wasting time away from my children, my grandchildren and my wife and everything else at the time to listen to the rhetoric and the bull that they wanted to feed us about these closure areas. And then the map came out, which in the map that we'd ever seen before. And they closed these giant areas of the California coastline to fit sport gang. They closed it to sport fishing, which is ludicrous because we have zero effect on the population of the fish in the ocean. But on the other hand, the commercial people, they need to fish for these fish so that we can eat them. I love eating seafood caught out of the ocean, especially in California, because we have the best seafood in the world. That's why all of our seafood in California goes straight to China. Because China knows we have the best seafood. You and I, we can't afford to buy our own seafood. It's it's a sad.
Oh, I don't know what just happened right there. I don't know. Hopefully we're back online here. I don't know who shut that down or how it got shut down. But uh, here we are. Guys, can you hear me? Are you, Am I back? Am I in this? Am I in it? Hello, John Stanley. Am I back on here? Anybody? Can anybody hear me? Please send me a note. Anybody? Can anybody hear me? Am I back online? Anybody? Hello? Okay, good. So <laughs> I don't know. This happened during the um, pandemic once. So I don't know if the, I don't know if they're manipulating this or not. I don't. It's going to keep doing what I do and keep telling the truth and talking about truth. And so we were talking about the MLPs, and I and I told you guys. I asked the question, "Are you ever going to open it up again?" And they told us. Finally, they answered the question. They said, "No, it'll never be open again." Okay. So that being said, we went to some other meetings to talk about things. And they said that the water, this will blow your minds, gang. This will Listen, listen to what I'm going to say. Listen carefully because this is another time I didn't wait my turn. I had to stand up and call baloney on this. And you know, I want to use way better words, but I'm not allowed to because I don't want to get banned. But in the middle of this meeting, one of these people that want to close fish close close off the ocean to, to access to anybody said that the water this is blow your mind listen 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 the water inside the mlps that's the marine life protection areas that's what mlps are and you can look it up after the show they said and you're not even going to believe this gang if you have any type of a brain at all they said the water inside the mlps is cleaner than the water outside the MLPs. Gang, can you did you hear what I just said? That's impossible. It cannot happen. Where they built these MLP, where they put these MLPs into effect, they didn't build a wall around it. I don't know if you know anything about current or ocean movement or the way the water moves or the way the wind causes the water to move or the swells or the waves. That is an impossible thing. But that's why I had to stand up. And I stood up in the middle of the meeting. I walked to the front of the room and I turned around and I looked at everybody and I said, that's impossible, gang. That is absolutely impossible. And I don't even I didn't even go to school. And I know that's impossible. Because there's no there's no wall. You can't tell me the water inside the MLP is cleaner than the water outside the MLP. And then my good friend Kenny Nielsen, who's the him and Bob Lorman are the two people that have done all the water samples in the state of California. They're the guys. They stood there and said, Well, here's what they did, Dave. They went and they did a test inside of LA Harbor. In the inside of the back bay of LA Harbor. And then they test took that water because that's not an MLP. That's an open area. And then they went down to Laguna and did a water test and they compared the two. And that's where they came up with that saying the water's cleaner in the MLP. So see, there's another lie. That's just a straight blatant out and out lie but they printed it and they put it in the papers and the media ran with it. And they told the people that the water was cleaner inside of the MLP, which is impossible gang. impossible. When the, let's say that 
let's say the tide went out and all the water in L.A. Harbor went out into the ocean. All right. Then the current went from L.A. to San Diego. All that water in L.A. is going to wash right down the coast and go right through what? Right through Laguna. It has to. There's nothing to stop it. There's no walls. There's no way to stop the water, gang. That's why you got to understand they manipulate all these tests and they lie and they lie and they lie and they lie and they lie. When we were in the MLP meetings for the, for the beginning of these closures, there was a human that stood up in the middle of the closure and they said, or in the middle of the process, and they said, hold on a second. If you close the water in Laguna in front of John Stanley's house, but you leave the water in front of Dave Hansen's house open for the stinky old sport fishing boats to go fish in front of there. John Stanley's property value will go up and Dave Hansen's property value will go up or go down. That's not fair. So the city of Laguna Beach manipulated the whole process. And they were allowed to close 90% of the city of Laguna Beach access to the ocean for fishermen, which is the most unbelievable thing that I had ever seen. My father, God rest his soul, said that it would never happen in his lifetime. And I used to have, I'd come in his office all the time and go, dad, you're still alive. He'd go, yeah, God, yeah, you're right. And I go, well, Laguna's still closed. He'd go, shut up and get out of my office. <laughs> Gang, they manipulate, they manipulate, they manipulate, and they they lie and they lie and they lie. And this article in the Orange County Register, you can all go and you can get it. They put my sister's face up there, and then they manipulate things that she said, and they say that sport fishermen are all into these closures, and now they want to close the other 10% of the city of Laguna and one of these people that they quoted in here said, when you dive inside the MLPs, and I'm trying to get the exact verbiage, they said, when you dive inside the MLPs, it's teeming with lobsters and fish and all kinds of goodness and thriving kelp beds and all this stuff. And when you dive outside of the MLP areas, it looks like a desert devastated areas with no fish. Once again, if I was in that meeting, I'd have to stand up and say, stop this nonsense. They didn't build a fence, a wall. The fish inside the MLP can swim in and out, in and out. The water isn't cleaner in the MLP. The kelp isn't better in the MLP. As a matter of fact, the people in Laguna are now asking the Department of Fish and Wildlife if they could please put an exemption in the MLP saying that urchin divers, the guys that go out and dive for urchins that get us uni to eat at the sushi bars, if they could please allow them back in there because what they did was they made a horrible mistake. And they now all the holdfasts are being eaten by the sea urchins, which we've told them for 30, 40 years that you got to have those guys in there. 
picking these urchins off the bottom, it's super important so that the kelp beds could survive and thrive. Now the sea urchins, if you go to Laguna and you dive, all the areas that were giant thriving kelp forests because of the sea urchin divers that have been diving and get, and harvesting sea urchins for food for the people of the United States of America aren't allowed to do that anymore. Pretty much, they don't even, it's like an unsustainable livelihood anymore. And now they're begging to bring them back. And Wayne Cotto is the one that brought this to my attention. The head, the uh, director of CCA California, he said, hey, Dave, they're trying to get the divers to come back in there and harvest the, the sea urchins. And it's like, well, wait a minute. You can't have it. You can't have it both ways, gang. You get with zero science, you guys closed massive amounts of the California coastline, and now you guys are reaping the benefits of it by watching the kelp forest be destroyed by the sea urchin, which is a common occurrence, but it needs to be harvested. If you want good things to happen, whatever you want to believe in, the higher power, whatever, God, Allah, Buddha, John Quincy Adams, Henry Ford, whatever you believe in as your higher power, Set up nature to take care of nature to a point. But he also made uni very, very good to eat. And people love uni. So people started to harvest uni. And then it allowed the kelp forest to grow back like we'd never seen before. But they <laughs> they stopped that. Now they're seeing, oh, oh, whoops, we made a mistake. But they can't tell you that. So they try to hide it. And they try to slip it in underneath the radar and say, hey, we got to bring back the divers to harvest the sea urchins to save the kelp forest. Well, actually, it saves everything because the kelp forest is the natural spawning ground for all the fish, for calico bass, yellowtail, white sea bass, barracuda, all the different fish that we all love to fish for. They all start out in the kelp forest, getting their eggs laid on the kelp fronds or on the hold fast and lobsters and all the other crustaceans and crabs and everything. The kelp is such a vital part of this whole thing, but now the MLPs destroyed that whole thing. And now they're going to get, they're on a mission to get the rest of Laguna closed. And if you don't think that's a big deal, gang, and you're like, well, I live in San Diego, so I don't Gang, when the MLPs went into effect, they took a huge chunk of La Jolla. They took a huge chunk of uh, Black's Beach. They took a huge chunk of Carlsbad. They took a giant chunk of Catalina. They took a giant chunk of Northern California. They took a giant chunk of Central California. They took a giant chunk of the Channel Islands. And they're not done. They want it all. Like that video I show all the time of Frank Lepresti. He's been all to all the meetings. They want to close fishing in the United States of America. They do not want your children going out, getting a fishing pole and going out and catching a fish and having a big smile on their face. They don't want that. They don't want that gang. And this article that I was sent with the Orange County Register that just happens to show my beautiful sister in the article is just another there you go. When you type that in, because I can't throw this up on, I'll get sued. I can't throw this up on the podcast and show it to you because I don't have permission from the Orange County Register. And they would never give me permission to do that. They would never give me permission. So 
I would like you all to do just a tiny bit of research and go and look for it yourself and go see what this article and how they manipulated it out to make it look like Todd Manser and my sister and, and sport fishermen out of Newport and Dana Point all think it's a good idea. It's not. It's it's a dumb idea. It's a stupid idea. It's It's just another way, like I talk about all the time, for them to get another little piece and another little piece. And pretty soon, all the pieces will be gone and we won't get to fish anymore. I hope it doesn't happen in my lifetime, just like Frank Lepresti hoped it didn't happen in his lifetime. My father guaranteed me it wouldn't happen in his lifetime, but it did, and it happens. And sport boats coming out of Newport have a very small swash of water to fish from the Newport Harbor down to Avalone Point. And if you come out of Dana Point Harbor, you get to make a right-hand turn. You get to go up through Dana Point, Salt Creek, and then South Laguna, you don't even get to get to the uh, the pipeline in Laguna, which was another thing I'll let y'all know about. When they, when they put the MLPs into effect, we stood there and we said, well, wait a minute. You guys have an MLP right here where there's a sewer pipe. The Aliso Beach sewer pipe in Laguna Beach, California is a man-made structure running from the beach out to about 400 feet of water where it dumps the water out out there. And the whole pipe is covered in big giant rocks like the jetties are made out of. Okay. And that's man-made structure that was made by us, paid for by us with our money. And it's supposed to be an area where we could go fish and it was paid for by us. And, uh, they closed it. That was part of the Laguna beach closures that the city of Laguna got all hopped up on it and got them to close it. So that's another place that got closed with total disregard for the rights of the people that built the reef that built the spot. Plus it's a, plus it's a sewer pipe. So the whole idea of the MLP and having a sewer pipe in the middle of it just reeks of corruption and reeks of lies and reeks of not really presenting. They're saying this is a hand. And then over here, they're saying this is a hand They're they're just the lies and the lies and the lies just keep going and keep going. And it's up to all of us. Why are we doing this right now? Why are you doing this Dave? Why are you having this show? What? I don't understand. Well, I'm trying to make you all aware of what the hell's going on. Sorry. I didn't mean to say bad word, but, what the heck is going on out here, gang? When I have these guests come in like Wayne Coda and, and Bill Varney and, and the people from, from the sport fishing organizations and the people that are trying to keep recreational fishing open, there's a whole nother side to it too with the commercial guys that are just dying on the vine to the point where it's almost impossible for most of them to make a living anymore. They've pushed that area in Laguna was a thriving area for the spiny lobsters. I mean, there was millions and millions and millions of lobsters that aren't going to be harvested anymore in Laguna, which is sad because they need to be harvested because that's how the ocean works. And that's how it was set up so that that's why lobsters taste so good. So we would harvest them. Every single thing, like I talk about on my website all the time, as far as closures go, everything matters, gang. And every time they close something, it matters. During the MLP process, 
There was another grassroots project right behind it that we didn't see because we were so focused on the MLP that the day that the MLP went into effect, a week later, we were fighting tooth and nail to keep the calico bass, sand bass, and spotted bay bass fishery open because there were so many people, uneducated, people that really have no idea how to fish, but they think they do because they went out fishing with their uncle, sister's brother's cousin once. And they were like, I can't catch a bass over 12 inches. So we need to close calico bass because I suck at fishing. Had nothing to do with you. I, you can make calico bass have to be 100 pounds and you still won't catch them because you don't know how to fish, gang. It's such crap. It's a bunch of bullshit. There was no need to close calico bass, sand bass, and spotted bay bass and make them 14 inches and take the possession limit from 10 down to 5. That was all a bunch of crybaby, whiny, booger-eating morons that put that into effect. I'm sorry. I just call it like it is. I can only tell truths. Yeah, we've had to work around it, so we had to sugarcoat it and pretend like it's all that in a bag of chips. It's not. It wasn't good for the bass. It wasn't good for us. It wasn't good for the fishery. Now, here's what's happening now. You go out on a sport boat and you find, let's say, you, when they, oh, okay, slow down, Dave, back it up a little bit. When they were making the assessments was if there was calico bass, sand bass, and spotted bay bass. Let me explain something to you. Spotted bay bass normally don't live anywhere where the calico bass live. Spotted bay bass don't live outside of the bays. That's why they're called spotted bay bass. They live in bays and lagoons and estuaries and and uh, places like that. A yeah, once in a while you'll catch one out in the open ocean, but it's not that often. Sand bass live on the bottom most of the time. Sometimes we'll find some areas where we can catch them, fly line and stuff. But most of the time they're a bottom fish. And then the calico bass live in the kelp forest and on the boiler rocks and and mostly are suspended. They don't spend a lot of time on the bottom until it gets really cold. Okay. So while we were fighting the MLPs, there was a grassroots organization made by fishermen who really aren't fishermen because they don't know how to fish. But they said, well, there's no calico bass because I can't catch one. Well, remember, at that time, all we had for bait were 8 to 10-inch sardines. And we were lobbing those out in the kelp trying to catch a 12 or 14-inch calico. It doesn't happen. It can't happen. But that's the data that the booger eater fishermen used to say, and you were on, there's a lot of you listening right now that were like, well, the, the, who even wants to eat a calico? Who, who, I don't even like the way they taste. Who, who, I can't catch a 13-inch calico, so there must not be any. <laughs> Gang, that is the, that's the problem right now is people don't have any education or know how to fish or know really what's going on in the ocean. So therefore they put out these silly statements and the environmentalists go, Oh, well, this is going to be easy. This one's going to be easy. Look at all of them. They're all crying because they can't catch a fish. They're not telling the real truth that they suck at fishing. So, so the environmentalists were like, we just got a third of the California coast. Now we can grab this calico bass, sand bass right away. We can grab this. We can grab this because look at them. They're, 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 they're fighting with each other over this. We'll just take them. 
And they did. They went in and they just took them. And on the same day, they decided sand bass needed to be 14 inches. And Dave Hansen only needs five of them. On that same day, they decided that spotted bay bass were, the, were under the same amount of pressure and needed to be closed down and made 14 inches. And you could only have five. And then the same exact day, fish that don't swim with either one of those, calico bass were under the same amount of pressure and were closed down at the same day. And you know why? It was because of us. Because we can't agree on anything. We can't there's still there's still booger eaters out there right now that think that this closure of the calico bass was a good thing. Gang, look, if you think it was good, go look at the fish counts before they did it. And look at the fish counts now. The the sport fishing industry was devastated by these closures because it wasn't good. It didn't help. It didn't help. If it would have helped then the fish counts would be phenomenal right now. It didn't help a thing. If you do, if you think so, you haven't been outside lately and you haven't looked at what's going on. And I know this is going to piss off a bunch of the people. I don't really care anymore. I'm just telling truth. Like I always say, all I have is the truth. Bottom line, like, like the football team or the baseball team or the basketball team says scoreboard, baby. This calico bass, sand bass, spotted bay bass thing's been closed long enough now that uh, it should have happened. It should happen. So it didn't happen. It didn't help. It's not going to help. It'll never help. It's not the, what the problem was. But the thing I was going to say was you go to a, let's just pretend like the, one of the sport boats got some anchovies for bait and they go and they park at the kelp at, uh, at Dana Point because they're still able to harvest sea urchins there. So there's kelp there. And you throw a handful of anchovies in the water and everybody on the boat catches a 13 inch calico bass and the deckhands go around and take them off and drop them back in the water. When they drop them in the water, what happens? A giant calico, a giant calico bass eater eats them. The California sea lions, they already know. So they're there just woofing down all these calico bass that you thought you were going to save the planet by not allowing us to keep. It's the craziest little thing. But it's all part of the big scheme of things to stop us from fishing. That's what it's all about, gang. It's not about fish and it's not about the environment. It's not about, it's about control. It's about control. Because if the United States of America was so worried about the population of fish, they would stop selling fish at the, at Walmart and Costco. They, there would be no more fish to be bought there, but it's not what it's about, gang. Wake up. It's not about fish. It's about control. And it's about controlling the commercial fishermen and the recreational fishermen in the United States of America. It's not about fish. It's never been about fish, and it never will be about fish. It's about control. And as long as you guys just keep agreeing with all this bull, they're going to just keep taking it. And I don't know what the answer is. I really don't. I thought I thought I I thought I could get a grassroots organization together and we could start going after it. But the CCA is our only voice we have at the table. They won't let me and Devin Cruz and, and Dan and Kim and Arnie and Chris and 
and Jeanette, they won't let us into those meetings. So we have to go through the proper channels. We have to be involved with CCA gang. It's just the way it is. I want to support CCA 110%. That's why I'm donating my time at on Saturday and Sunday. I'll, when I'm not up on stage speaking, I'll be sitting in the CCA booth begging for you to donate to CCA. So we actually have a voice at the table because gang, if you don't see what's going on, you got to wake, wake up. They are after every single thing that we love to do. And this 30 by 30 thing that we talked about last year on my show, day in and day out, that's coming back. It's coming back full force. They kicked the can down the road a little bit. That's what Wayne was telling us. That's what my sister was telling us. They kicked the can down the road. If you don't know what that is, you might want to look into that 30 by 30. It's, it's crazy. It's more closures, but this time, those of you that love to trout fish and those of you that love to stream fish and lake fish, they're coming for you because they found out that you guys smile just as much as we smile. Those of us that fish on the ocean, when we catch a fish, we smile like crazy. We have a big smile. Well, they found out that those of you that catch trout, and largemouth bass and smallmouth bass, when you catch a fish, you actually smile too. And so they'll be damned if you're going to get to do this. They're after you guys now too, where you all stood there and went, ha, they're going after the ocean. I don't care. I don't even go out. I get seasick. Well, here they come. They're coming for you guys now. They want the trout streams. They want the rivers. They want the lakes. They're coming. They don't want you to fish in the United States of America. That is the bottom line. They don't want you to fish in the United States of America. Period. That's all it's about, gang. It's not about anything. It's not about sustainable fishing. We know that. Guarantee. You know how we know that? If you didn't listen to the first part of the show, gang, Go to Costco and tell me if there's any fish in the seafood case. That'll tell you right there. It's not about sustainable fishing. So that's a lie. Just like I told you to think about this when I first started the show. Global warming, Grand Canyon. Just think about that. Just think. I'm not telling you what to do. Just think about it. Global warming, Grand Canyon. Think about that. Okay? That's all. Just think about it. Just And then you'll go. You mean they're not telling the truth? Oh my gosh, they're not telling the truth. <gasps> knowledge is a great thing, but you got to remember who you're getting your knowledge from. Think about it. Try to wake up. <sighs> All right, and then we're going to finish this off with the windmills. Oh, I knew he was going to go there. Anybody that's watched me for any amount of time, you know I'm going windmilling by the time this show's over. But first, gang, Promar Ahi. Today is Promar Ahi USA Tuesday. We started the show out talking about this phenomenal rig. It's sand dab time. The water's cold. The water's dirty. If you're not hoop netting for lobsters, you're probably not doing a lot. I saw a boat yesterday, or day before yesterday, 2,400 sand dabs. These rigs that Promar Ahi makes are phenomenal. They got 12 hooks on them. They're one-odd hooks. You put a little strip of squid on, the little beads glow in the dark. I think if the, they don't even have squid on them, the sand dabs would jump on them. The sand dabs would jump on them right away, regardless of the fact. Sand dabs are phenomenal to eat, and with this rig right here, they're super easy to catch. 
So check it out. Another thing I want you to know is everything that you see on Pablo's boat and everything you see on um, Justin's boat as far as hoop netting goes, it's because of the fine people over at Promar Ahi USA. So go to Promar Ahi. I'll put the QR code back up on the screen. You can see everything they have going on out at their warehouse for us fishermen. Bait scoops, sabiki rigs, the sabiki um, sand dab rigs, your lobster gauge, your hoop nets, your line, your buoys, the live deception flash lures, the cedar plugs, everything we showed you last Monday on the show when Rylan was wandering around the showroom showing you all the cool products they have. All that's available at Promar. And if you use the QR code, or if you type in the word or you type in the code YSWG, you're going to save 10% or 20% on your products. And you're going to use this product anyway. You might as well save some money on it. When you're in there looking around the store, you're going to be blown away by all the products that Promar Ahi makes that you didn't even know they made. And you'll be going to be able to get those products. And you're going to be able to use them on a daily basis out on your boat. So check that out. And then we talked about this yesterday. Pablo opened his boat up for this week. He he has some charters coming up, but he didn't have anything Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or excuse me, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. If you want to go hooping with Pablo, you've seen all the phenomenal pictures. You've seen all the cool stuff he's got going on over on the community at your saltwater guide. Book a trip with Pablo. I just put his phone number up there. Those of you driving around in your cars, it's 619 Four three one thirty seventy. I can't even see anymore. It's hard when you get old. So give Pablo a call. Get out there with him. I think he's got a couple of. I think he has two people two available for tomorrow night still. So if you want to go, and then the, the rest of the week's wide open. So just give him a call and find out what's going on. And if you have your own private boat and you don't know where to go, and you want to be better at hoop netting or any type of fishing at all, you want to get on my website, yoursaltwaterguide.com. The guys that are on there that are the everyone that's on there that submits to the simple game plan and goes out and follows the plan along. They do absolutely splendid fishing. That's how you get the app. Grab the QR code right there. Jump on there. I have a seven day trial right now. It's absolutely free. When you jump on there and download the app or you jump on my website and you go there. First thing I tell you to do is call me. I'm not going to charge your credit card. I'm not. I'm the most fairest human being in the world. I had a member call me yesterday and say, hey, Dave, I haven't used your web. I got charged for your website last year. I got charged for your website this year. I haven't used it. Things aren't going real good right now. Can you give me back the money for this this year anyway? And I was like, dude, I looked. You haven't used it in two years. I gave him back all of his money for two years. I'm the fairest human being on the planet. We're all working together here, gang. I own the website. I own every part of this thing. I'm not here to rip you off. Gang, I have a giant social media following. It would suck if I was a thief. You guys would all go away in a second. Check out my website, gang. You got to put in your credit card to get on there. I understand that. As soon as you do, you call my phone number and I answer it. And then we talk you through it. I give you a full tour of the website. And if it's not what you want, I give you back all your money. But you got a free seven-day trial anyway. If you call me, I'll remove your credit card from the system immediately and you won't get charged ever. But you got to call me. It's not, don't be afraid to call me. I am what I am. 
and I'll answer the phone and I'll help you out as much as I can. I promise you, the only reason you suck at fishing is because you choose to suck at fishing. You never have to suck at fishing again unless you absolutely want to suck at fishing. Then you do not want to get on my website because, man, then you'll be posting all these bitching pictures like everybody else, and you'll be totally stoked. You'll be catching fish and lobsters and having the time of your life. Your children will think you're the greatest fisherman in the world. Everything will be bitching like it is for all my members. All right, so I just had to throw that out there. We got a few minutes left of the show. It's time to talk salad shooters, Devin Cruz. You're absolutely right. Like Tommy Gomes always says, the salad shooters are absolutely going to get built. Well, they probably won't. To be perfectly honest with you, it'll be like the bullet train to nowhere up in Fresno. They'll just throw a bunch of product all over the ground and oil and dirt, rust and steel and garbage everywhere. And then they'll walk away from that like they do almost every project when they steal all the money. But uh, this uh, windmill project that the governor of California already signed into law with none of us even being a part of the process and then gave away billions of dollars of your taxpayers' money for this project to build these windmills off of Mendocino and Morro Bay and, and uh Big Sur and some of the most pristine water on the planet Earth. The Albacore breeding grounds are going to put a 30-mile square area of windmills there. Gang, these windmills are absolutely ludicrous. One, The amount of windmills that they have set up is in the thousands to go off the coast of California. Oh, I know. I know. Oh, Dave, we got to do something about energy. No, we don't. There's plenty of there's plenty of energy under the ground here. There's plenty. California has the largest oil reserves in the world. There's plenty of energy. Just to make a battery, little children in Africa have to die to get that lithium out of the ground. They do. I'm, and the cobalt, all that stuff is just straight poison. But we don't talk about that, and I'm not going to talk about it today. It's okay if little children die. It's all right. It's okay because it's for clean energy. So we're okay with that. I understand. Here's the one that really I don't understand, though. Because people dying, everybody's okay with that. The environmentalists think it's the greatest thing in the world. They don't care. Here's the one that I don't understand, though, the environmentalist. Why is it okay now, all of a sudden, to kill whales? Because when I grew up, it was the most unbelievable push to stop the slaughtering of whales it was like save the whales save the whales save the whales we spent billions and billions of dollars with that campaign save the whales save the whales. Hello, I'm back. I don't know if the internet just can't handle this. 
discussion. I don't know what it is. It seems very, very weird that we keep getting shut down in the middle of this podcast. It's very strange to me. I don't understand it. But um, can you guys hear me? Is anybody still listening? Did I lose the whole audience? Is anybody out there? Hello, hello, hello. Hello, anybody. Somebody leave a message. Somebody put something up there. Tell me if you can hear me. Anybody can hear me. Hello. Hello, hello. Good. Okay. Thanks, Daryl. Thanks, Daryl. Thank you, everybody. Yep. So, gang, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's because we're talking about real stuff and they don't like it. I don't know if it's the internet down here in Mexico. I'm not really sure. It just seems very odd that this keeps falling off. But um, this windmill thing is incredible. You got to understand this windmill thing is absolutely incredible because each one of these windmills holds 2,500 gallons of oil. So it's weird that it's okay to put these windmills out in the ocean. It doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. And now if you look at what's going on back east, New Jersey just signed a thing to stop the windmills right now, why they try to figure out why all these whales are washing up on the beaches. So they're actually being proactive. Finally, I think Noah finally decided that maybe these whales are falling apart because of the fact that this windmill thing, they didn't do enough research. They didn't figure out what was going on. And they started building these things right in the migratory path of the whales on the East coast. Well, they're doing the same thing out here on the West coast. If you look at where these Windmills are going to be built. They're built right in the middle of the gray whale migrational path, right dead center in the middle of it, gang. If you don't think that's going to cause death to a bunch of gray whales, and it's not even, it's not necessary, gang. Somehow, Bill Bill Varney and I were talking the other day on our show. Somehow they got to get that energy, which no one really thinks about. They got to get that energy from out there where the windmills are over onto the beach and then put it into a, where? Into batteries. You can't put the batteries out on the water where the, where the windmills are. So you got to run water cable, wire cable, whatever you want to call it from the, where the, and if you look, they're 40, 50 miles off the beach. So then we're going to take these cables and we're going to lay them on the bottom of the ocean and then that power is going to go from the windmill to this transformer, I guess, for lack of a better word, and then go from the transformer down into the bottom of the ocean, run across the b- bottom of the ocean and up onto land, and then put into battery packs. Really? Doesn't that sound ridiculous? Do we care about the bottom of the ocean? Do we care about the animals on the bottom of the ocean do we care about the lobsters the abalone the sea urchins the kelp gang have you ever seen the water move anything does it move stuff does it move rocks have you ever seen the water move a rock have you ever seen it move anything well it's going to move these cables you can bet your bottom dollar and also where they're going to build these things the swells are gigantic Devin Cruz can tell you he worked up there fishing uh, albacore and rockfish for years up there in Morro Bay and 
in Port San Luis, the groundswell is absolutely incredible. And it can get up to 20, 25 feet in the middle of the ocean. And it's going to be pulling on these platforms that they're building these windmills on. Or if they build the windmill 30 feet and the waves 35 feet, that it's going to overtake the windmill. And all those 2,500 gallons of oil are going to go into the ocean. And let's say, I don't know, you guys, do you know anything about salt in the air, in the ocean? Is salt a corrosive? I think so. So do you think those bearings that that windmill's spinning around on is going to be affected by the wind blowing the salt air into the bearings? Is that going to have any effect on those windmills? That that bearing getting all full of salt and spinning, eventually it's going to stop spinning and the thing's going to try to turn and it's going to break. And then the 2,500 gallons of oil is going to pour into the ocean. That's just so crazy what they what they try to get away with and what they try to feed us. Green energy is the farthest, the thing that isn't even close to green. It's the farthest thing from green. And then they're coming out with this carb thing again where they're going to make boats have engines that don't exist. If they want to go fishing or whale watching, you're going to have to get on a boat with a motor that they don't even make yet. And they're going to make us go on. What they have planned in the state of California is absolutely ridiculous. It makes no sense. And uh, we go all the way back to what we talked about in the very beginning. It's about control. So what I want you to do, gang, is if you're coming to see me at the Bard Hall show, try to get there a little bit early. Come and see me at the CCA booth. That's where I'll be camped out. That's where I'll be hanging out. You can get tickets right there, $2 off on your tickets. Come and see me speak at the show. Also, come into the CCA booth and give us some type of a donation, a dollar, $10, a million dollars, whatever you can afford. It's going to help because as I just in an hour, I barely touched the surface of all the garbage they have planned for us this year. It's just mind-numbing the amount of garbage that they're shoving down our throats. You know, they're after our bait. They're still after our bait. That's a whole other subject for a whole other day. But I need all of you to understand. If you don't make it to the, if you don't make it to the Bard Hall show this weekend, it's gonna it's kicking off on Thursday in two days. Come see me at the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival. The CCA booth will be there. There'll be all kinds of fun stuff for the kids at both shows, Bard Hall and the Pacific Coast Sport Fishing Festival at the Orange County Fairgrounds and the Bard Hall show at Long Beach and the Bard Hall show at Del Mar. There's going to be plenty to do, but the number one thing for all of us to do is to donate to CCA. It's super important, gang, because if you thought that this stuff that I was just talking about is all ludicrous and how can it be and how can it happen? Well, it's all happening. And the only voice we have at the table is CCA. That is it. That's the only voice we have at the table to try to slow this thing down. I, unfortunately, am a realist and I can only tell you realisms. So I'm telling you what's really going on. And the only thing that makes sense is to get involved with CCA. That is it. There's no other answer, gang, because they're not going to let Jeff and Arnie and and Pablo and uh, Devo and Kim and Dan and Daryl and Dwayne 
They're not going to let us go walk into those meetings and talk. They're not. We're going to have a voice through Wayne and through Chris and through the organization of CCA California. That's it. And you guys don't want it to sit back and suck your thumb and wait. Oh, they'll, they'll figure this out on their own. It doesn't happen that way, gang. We need to all be involved and help as much as we can. So, gang, check us out. Come to the Bard Hall Show. Please come see me. Get your tickets. I'll be there on Saturday and Sunday. I do two seminars Saturday and two seminars Sunday. Don't forget tonight. Oh, yeah, and Tony Tony Bongos from uh, BD Outdoors is also uh, co-chair of the uh, CCA, and she's going to be having a women's symposium there at the Bard Hall Show. Oh, my gosh. One more thing. Bart Hall, Pat McDonald are both going to be on the show with us tomorrow. <laughs> yep. Gang, if you don't understand the power of of uh, your saltwater guide, go back and look at all the guests we've had. Tito Ortiz, MMA superstar, Hall of Famer, Dave Marciano, Paul Hubert, Steve Lasley, IGFA Hall of Fame captain. Owner of the Bad Company, World Tour, Anthony Shea, Pete Grossbeck, IGFA Hall of Fame, Luke McFadden, one of the most sought-after young men in the industry right now, Chesapeake Bay Crabber, millions and millions of followers. All of these people have been on my podcast, and we keep bringing you great people. After the Bard Hall Show, the following week, we're going to have uh, Casey Shedd from AFCO is going to be on here. He's going to tell us all about oh paul's always welcome back he knows he's standing on the sidelines just waiting for an opening but uh casey shed's going to be on here talking stories about the family and and how afco got into existence and sea world his grandfather started sea world and all the other great things and then the the week after that we got heather coming on from uh heather's outdoors she's phenomenal young lady she was on uh Naked and Afraid. She's also on a lot of talk shows and she does a lot of fishing and she gets all over the world. She'll be on the show on the following week. And then I'm going to follow it up with a couple of more great guests that we can't announce yet. But it's time after time. We're bringing in the best, biggest names in the business. Someday we'll get Bisbee's winner, 40-year fishing in Cabo, Kevin Cubby Paul says someday he'll be on the show. So if that happens, then I know I've made it to the big time. When I get Kevin Cubby Paul on the show, we've finally reached the pinnacle. So maybe we should wait because anybody after that's going to be downhill. Gang, I want to thank you all for listening to me babble today. I thought it was important to let you know what the heck's going on out there, what we're under attack for. I try to keep it as positive as I can, but every once in a while, I got to pull the sheets back on this stupid environmentalist out there and let everybody know what's going on. It's so sad that we can't just to go out and enjoy fishing. And as you watch all the stories, when I bring in all these old time fishermen and old time captains and old time, everybody starts out with their first fish they ever caught with their grandpa or their grandma or their dad. And, and what a joy it was to catch that first fish. And that's why I talk about this all the time, because I don't want that to not be able to happen for our kids and our future and our grandchildren. 
That's why I spend the time every once in a while doing a show like this, just to make you aware. Do your own research. Don't listen to me. Go look at that article in the Orange County Register about Laguna wanting to close. Go look at the articles, the massive amounts of articles about these windmills. Go look at the massive amount of articles about the CCA and how much good they do. Go look at the massive amount of articles about these windmills. It's so tragic. Thank you all very, very much. I hope you all join us tomorrow with Pat and Bart. They're in, they're in the middle of setting up the Bart Hall show right now. They're going to take an hour out of their setup to be on the show from the floor at the Long Beach Convention Center tomorrow. It should be fun. I want to thank you all for listening to me for the last hour. Hang in there. Let's save the fishermen, period. Commercial fishermen or recreational fishermen. We need both of us. You guys cannot be against the commercial fishermen. You can't. And then go and eat seafood or go to the sushi bar. You're, just, you're, you're as bad as the environmentalist. Then you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. We need the commercial fishermen because we eat more seafood than any other country in the world. And we need the recreational fishermen because I want to go take my grandkids fishing. Thank you, everybody. I'll see you all tomorrow. Have a great night. Turn off the news. Oh, don't forget to watch live show tonight. Justin's fishing in Long Beach Harbor tonight. He's got a great group of people on his boat. It should be fun. Don't miss it. Six o'clock. And don't don't forget to give uh, Pablo a call at Fernandez Charters and get out there and go hooping. He's got some open party trips this week. Everybody go fishing. Talk to you later. Bye.